this week's special episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my colorfully dressed co-host, Kevin Olm. Kevin, how are we doing? I would like points for my bravery today. <laughs> uh, not only am I wearing a green jersey of sorts, but uh, I'm wearing a hat that was designed in a lab to make Vikings fans upset. A hat that was almost <laughs> had to be eaten. Yeah, yeah, a couple but, weeks ago, close. but they beat the Lions. They did, and so that's that's all that we need to know about that. Yeah, we are doing a special live recording from Bigwood Brewery up in White Bear Lake before our watch party here with ten thousand takes. Uh, Kevin and I are here to do a little pregame. Obviously, if you're record, if you're listening to this, the game's already happened, so you can tell us how wrong we were with our predictions. It's gonna age real poorly. Yeah, we're really not good at predictions, but we're gonna give our best shot. So we're gonna let some people funnel in before we talk about the Vikings game and. And our games and the the Packers and the Bears. So we're going to start uh, some teams we really never play. But this year, the Vikings play both of them. That's the Chargers at the Ravens. Uh, as we discussed earlier on our show this week, uh, the Ravens are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Not much. Like many lines across the board, it's basically just given three points to the home team. Yeah, no one really knows what to do with this game, no. I feel like. I feel like the lines would have been a lot heavier in favor of the Chargers yep. had the Ravens not pulled off an insane comeback in the second half of Monday Night Football last yeah, week. Yeah, R.I.P. Boss Man. Sorry, your Colts could not contain. He's not Mark even Jackson. here. Yeah, no, that's he, how bad he, it was. That's went. how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> and so the over under is at fifty one. They're expecting points. Um, two four and one teams. Both offenses looking really good the last few weeks. Defenses not as much. Well, I think that over under might actually be on the low side of things. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ravens defense, like another defense I could mention that wears purple, gets a little too much credit for what it used to be. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think that Lamar has really kicked it into that next gear, and the Chargers have been in shootout after shootout this yeah. season. I mean, last week they broke, what was it, like 85 points or something like that? With yeah, the I believe it was 47-42 was the final. Yeah, so. almost 90 <laughs> <Yeah>. points. <laughs> Against teams that are... Fairly good defenses, or should be. Yeah. So that was a little shocking. A um, couple stats going into this game. Herbert's 11 touchdown passes over the last three weeks leads the NFL. Um, and then on the other side, you got Lamar Jackson, who currently ranks second in the league with 1,045 yards passing. So quarterbacks are, are hot. Obviously, Lamar may be a little inflated with over 400 yards just last week. Yeah, but I think that this season we're seeing kind of a different spin on the Ravens' offense. Mm -hmm. You know, in the previous seasons, it's been catered around Lamar's ability to run and make plays, and it's been very kind of run game centric and then passing when you have to. And he threw the ball over 40 times last week and did it really well. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a, you know, a continuation of that trend where, you know, they're going to keep throwing the ball a lot on this Chargers team because they're going to have to. Well, they're definitely going to have to because they're, the Baltimore Ravens running back room just imploded in the first few weeks of the season, unfortunately. So, And for whatever reason, they, they don't really like Tyson Williams anymore. Yeah, he's I a know. healthy scratch today. Yeah, he had some fumble issues and you know Harbaugh's short leash with him. So this is all going to come down to if the Ravens can maybe get back to a little more balance because they're it's not sustainable when a team has to rely on a quarterback throwing over 400 yards. Look at Dak Prescott, you know, for the Cowboys. They'll be more balanced this year, and they're really good. So the Chargers are allowing an NFL high 157.6 rushing yards per game and 5.6 yards per rush this season. Um, meanwhile, the, the Ravens rank fourth in rushing yards per game. So they're a good running back team, a running team, even with all these injuries. 
Yeah, they're a good running team, and I think that's kind of a testament to the offensive scheme. Uh, that said, I have one other wrinkle in this game that I don't think that we're accounting for with that line. There's absolutely no way the Ravens can win this game because they won a quote-unquote miracle game last <laughs> week, and my superstition will not allow me to give them a win off of that. Teams never win off of the miracle, and I don't expect this to be any different. No, and, and so I want to shift to what are your... I, I kind of picked out, you know, several keys to success for both these teams. If they want to win, mm-hmm. these things kind of have to happen. Um, so what are yours for, for both sides, if you have a few? I think my keys to success for the Ravens would be to shut down Austin Eckler. He's having a really good season so far, and I don't think that you're going to be able to shut down. They have so many weapons, you know, in the, the traditional passing game for Justin Herbert to throw to. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that that, you know, you can slow it down, but that's about all you can do. I think that the Ravens do have the tools to potentially clamp down on Eckler and make the offense one-dimensional. Yeah, I I have it similar where the Chargers want to you know win this game. They have to be multi-dimensional with Eckler, not just in the pass game. He needs to get some on the care on the ground. Make them make the Ravens not just rely on Justin Herbert beating you. They have to be a little. They have to keep the run game honest, and that way the Chargers can attack downfield with guys you know like Keenan Allen, like. Uh, Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams. And, you know, you just have to be balanced. And that's a big thing here. Um, I think balance is also something you got to stress on the other side of the ball with the Ravens, where, you know, the Chargers are the 24th ranked defense against the run. And Latavius Murray ain't what he used to be. But if he can have a big day, well, I mean, he was okay. (laughs) He's the most upright runner I've ever seen. Like, as soon as he gets, like, you can, he's tall too. You think he tries to get low, he goes, no, I'm just going to. Run just straight he, up right. He's the opposite of like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire muscle hamster kind of yeah. guy. He's the tallest running back you've ever seen. Uh, uh, defensively, I have the Chargers not allowing Mark Andrews to be a focal point. Take him away. You know, you have talented safeties, uh, especially with Derwin James. You have to take away Mark Andrews and not let Lamar just go to his safety blanket. You saw it last week. I think he had 13 or 14 catches on like 19 targets. Yeah, and multiple scores. Big time situations, too. The mm-hmm. stat line doesn't really do it justice. When Lamar was in trouble, he threw the ball to Mark Andrews. And it was kind of a, hey, I'm still here game for Mark Andrews, yeah. who had been having kind of a quiet season up until that point. And, and lastly, I have for the Chargers, frustrate Lamar. He, he is shown to put the ball on the ground. Um, he has got some ball security issues. And just as long as you can frustrate him early, not letting him get what he wants with his legs, he's going to get frustrated. I mean, it's a, he's still a young quarterback. They, they like to, you know, he knows what he's great at. He's yep. going to try to do that. And especially against a defense that allows a lot of rushing yards. So if the Chargers can get those things done, I, I don't see this train stopping. Um, yeah, I think I think that you're right. And the only other thing I want to mention is uh, you know Rashad Bateman active. Yep, yep making his making Skyuma, his debut. Yep. Go Gophers. So what do you have for a prediction here for this game? My prediction for this game, I have the Chargers taking it uh, just barely. I have 35-31. Okay. I think like I said, it's going to be a high scoring game. Smash that over. Yep. But I just think that the Chargers offense is more balanced. Both offenses are good. Both defenses are bad. That's that's really all there is. Yeah, I, I went to a similar line here. I, I have it uh, 31-27 in favor of the Chargers. Um, I I think that the Baltimore defense, while good, they have to be very opportunistic and try to capitalize on a Herbert mistake. Maybe go back to his first few weeks and you got to hit him. I mean, we saw Dallas hit him in week two nine times. He threw two picks. If they if they can't get to Herbert 
it's going to be a long day, and they're going to give up a lot of yards and points. They had to sneak into his hotel room and cut his hair. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's go to another game that we've, we've played them already, um, but these teams look to be pretty good. They We were confident on one of them. Uh, the other one's kind of been a surprise for both of us. That is the Cardinals at Browns. Um, as we mentioned with the Chargers, Browns gave up a lot of yards, a lot of points, and their defense is banged up. They have, you know, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, Denzel Ward, all limited in practice this week. So that's not great against a high-powered offense the char- uh, that the, the yeah. Cardinals have. Well, on the other side of the, of the uh, ball for the Browns, Nick Chubb is inactive yep. for this game, and that's yep. huge. The one-two punch of uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, probably the best in the league. And historically speaking, Kareem Hunt, very good football player, yeah. not nearly as effective when he's by himself. No. No, he, he really benefits from having a guy like Chubb taking majority of the carries. Um, and, yeah, he's out this week, so Browns are going to be creative. They have the coach to do so. Do they have the quarterback? Depends. No, they do not. <laughs> it depends on the week. The Cardinals have shown to be able to give up some points. Um, but they the one thing for the Browns, the Cardinals are even going without their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He's out due to COVID. So that – that's going to be interesting. We did see the Browns win in the playoffs without their head coach. Yeah, I think it's time to ask, are the Cardinals better without Cliff Kingsbury? We're going to find <laughs> out. Well, we'll see. If um, Arizona, obviously, still the only unbeated team in the league. So it, whether they can keep that going, they shouldn't be undefeated, but they still are. They're finding ways to win. Um, if you're the Cardinals, just keep doing what you're doing. Just let Kyler be Kyler. Um, the interesting offense. thing about the Cardinals, though, they only put up 17 points last week. Yeah. Granted, against the Niners, who I'm told have a good defense. I can't put my finger on anything either. about the Niners at this point. Nope. Um, and it's a divisional matchup, so you might want to throw it out the assault. window. Yeah. But still, the, the offense took a big step back last week, and I'm curious if that was a hiccup or if that's, you know, a trend moving forward. Right. And I, I think if you're, if you're the Cardinals, you have to. I know they're without Chubb. You have to stop. A Kareem Hunt and the rest of the running game make Baker yep. beat you. You ha- he, he has shown inconsistency, especially throwing deep and closing out games. I I e look yes. at the Vikings game. That game should not have been as close as it was, and yet here we were, and we had a chance. Well, and Kareem Hunt was banged up this week in practice. Yep. He had a little questionable tag on there for most of the week, and so it's something to watch because. If something happens to him and he has to leave the game and the entire offense begins to run through Baker, I don't think the Browns have any chance in the world. Yeah, and if if maybe we maybe we see an appearance from vintage Odell. I mean, he hasn't had a had a big moment. I yeah, think a lot be of that day. I think a lot of that has been because of Baker is not getting him the ball. Is uh, is Landry? He's back now. Is I, he activated or is he still? I, inactive? I didn't think he was activated. Okay, yet. they were I, they were kicking it around earlier in the week, and I didn't see because I didn't think he can be activated until week seven. Been, which okay. next week. So, yeah. um, so one more Landry this week. Uh, on the on the other side, Cardinals they need to get DeAndre Hopkins involved. He has now gone on seven straight games without 100 yards receiving, which ties his longest in his career. Um, I think part of that problem is that they have a lot of other weapons, and Kyler spraying the ball out really well in that offense. I just feel like with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, you should not be favoring throwing it to Rondale Moore or Christian Kirk. I mean, what about when Rondale to... Moore is open by 40 yards in any direction? Well, I mean, then sure, go <laughs> ahead. But um, the Browns on the other side, they need to find ways to get the run game going because that can open up their play action, which is a Stefanski staple. 
Uh, that is when Baker is very good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he takes the pressure off him, which he can be very good if if the pressure if he's not the focal point of the offense. Um, and on defense, you have to stay patient. Kyler will have plays where he just has fuck it throws, where he just throws it up, and he did that against the Vikings. He's done that this year. He's, he's very done that volatile. every week. Yeah, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. Yes, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. But stay patient. He will make mistakes, and you just cannot let him beat you with his legs. Yeah, the only other thing I want to mention is, you know, Miles Garrett's having a nice season so far, but I think that he's too tall to sack Kyler Murray. <laughs> I think Kyler's going to run in between his legs and just kind of escape. There's definitely going to be at least one play where he has him dead to rights and Kyler just, like, squirts right out the side and <laughs> completes a 40-yard pass. All right, what do you uh, – the line still is three for Cleveland, over under 48-and-a-half. Um what do you have for a prediction for this game? Uh, I have this one also a little bit on the high-scoring side. I have the Cardinals taking it 31-24. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be within you know a score, and there's going to be a chance probably for Baker to drive down and be a hero, and I don't think he's going to get it done. All right. I I actually I'm going 31-27 Cleveland. I think that they hold out at home. I think the fans are going to really get into it, and we will not have an unbeaten team anymore. And Ooh. it's it's kind of like a a situation where. Kyler's fuck it throws are going to actually cost him a game and they're not going to be able to, to bounce back. And I think Stefanski finds a way with Baker. I like it. Uh, all right. Let's, before we go to the Vikings game, we have to talk about the Packers and the bears Packers and da bears. So this is, this is an interesting one because historically Aaron Rodgers has done very well against Chicago. He is 20-4 and four in his career against Chicago. You'll love to see it. Um, Justin Fields making his first start Justin Fields, who has never beaten the Packers, not even a single <laughs> never, time. Never even played him. <laughs> so he's making his debut against the Packers. Um, well, and it's crazy because, you know, in theory, this is the first game that Justin Fields is going to play against the Packers of many, many games. Yeah, so, in theory. Yeah. At least for 10 more years or so. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll see. see, you know, how that goes, but... So far, it has been a rocky start, to say the least, for Justin. Yeah. The game was moving too slow, and then something happened, and now it's moving way too fast. He's getting sacked like you know, no one else in the league, really, especially that game against the Browns. Yeah. And I think that this game is going to hinge around the battle between Justin Fields and Joe Barry. Yeah. Uh, the Packers defense, Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator. Who you are uh, a big fan of. Oh, not at all. <laughs> um, but the Packers defense is a little bit banged up, especially in the secondary. Um, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, both inactive. Jair is actually hurt. Kevin King just didn't feel like it today, uh, which is his MO. And so I think that you're going to have to get pressure on fields to kind of cover up some coverage liabilities out there. Mm. Um, Cause you know, who do you put Stokes on? Do you put him on the burner Mooney? Do you put him on Allen Robinson? Kind of the, the better overall wide receiver. And then supposedly, yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's gonna it's gonna really hinge on kind of making Fields uncomfortable, forcing rookie mistakes. I mean, we've seen it in both of these games so far. When pressured, he is like the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, and, and you know, as with every rookie quarterback, as we've seen with all of them, all five of them uh, that have made their starts this year now, Trevor Lawrence they bust. Have, they have all shown, you know, moments of being a rookie. Like you, you get in their face, they're gonna have a tough time. The game in the NFL is significantly faster. That's why. Anyone that says the best college team can beat the worst NFL team, that's a load of crap. Um, the game just moves faster. The defensive players, especially defensive backs, react a lot quicker. They're a lot more disciplined, typically. Um, and 
one thing I did see, this is a situation of two franchises in the last two or so decades have been on the opposite ends of the spectrum, where Justin Fields, he will be Chicago's 20th different quarterback to start against the Packers since 1992, whereas Green Bay has only had three starting quarterbacks. These are my favorite stats. Like, it's just... They make me so happy. I, I bet. I bet. And it just, it just, like, you, literally in your lifetime. Just like in jersey sales, you know? Like, I just don't need to buy that many. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, oh, I bet that's nice. <laughs> um, I, to be fair, though, I don't buy a, a pack of quarterback until I, you know. Well, you're a Vikings know. fan. Yeah. yeah. We're used to it. So, um, the line here is still five and a half. Over under is 44. Uh, some keys to success, as you already touched upon, Packers. Just protect the ball. You know, don't give Chicago anything easy. Make them drive the field and score over and over. As soon as you put the ball on the ground, as Aaron Jones has shown to do a few times. Um, yeah, like it, twice. I'm just saying. In Aaron, one game. Aaron Rodgers has, has also thrown some interceptions more than he is used to. The, um, the Packers seeing. can definitely lose this game with mistakes. Yep. Um, something that I'm curious about, too is when and if anyone besides Devontae Adams is going to step up in the receiving game. Yeah. MVS is still on injured reserve. Yep. Lazard has been incredibly quiet. I don't think he is actually a receiver. I think Amari Rodgers. a lineman that's just really yeah. light. I think Amari Rodgers has caught one football, and that was from Jordan Love week one. Um, so that's not great. However, we do have the secret weapon in our back pocket against the Bears, Randall Cobb. And I know... I know you, I was telling you beforehand that I went and saw the new Halloween movie yeah. uh, yesterday night, and I, I I had a feeling watching that movie, I was like, this must be what Bears fans feel like when they see Randall Cobb come back. Like, Michael Myers is back again, <laughs> again, again, he's coming to get us. That's Randall Cobb is Michael Myers to Bears fans, and I'm not saying for sure that something like that's going to happen again, but God, it would be sweet if it was. Yeah, I, I think... I know you bring up that I, I've already mentioned that the the Packers' sole focus on Devontae Adams and as their offense is problematic or is risky. Obviously, some would call it unsustainable. Um, and but the, the the key is for them, you get him involved early and often, and usually good things happen when he is, you know, only fighting for three four catches and a half. That's usually when the Packers have bad games offensively. Yeah, when he's up around you know ten plus catches, you're usually winning those games. Um, if the if the Bears can limit that, I like their chances. Um, it being at Chicago, they have to have to make it easy for Justin Fields. If I know their running game is depleted, if they can somehow take some pressure off of him and not make him have to make these ridiculous plays to win, uh, they have a good chance. Because it's not like the the Packers are not a stout defense, as you are very no. I would not call critical them that. of Joe Barry. He he has lapses he has some issues we're hoping to snap that 17 streak of touchdowns in the red zone and force a field goal once yeah because no one scores 18 touchdowns in a row on the red zone against joe barry this is probably your best chance i mean the matt nagy led offense this is probably your best chance to do it yeah um what do you have for a prediction for this game i have the packers taking this one obviously i mean my jersey would not allow me to say anything else and i have them taking it 27 17 i think that it's going to be relatively close but not Really a nail-biter, which is probably going to come back and bite me in a, several hours. All right. Uh, how I, about you? I, I, as much as I want to just say the Bears will win, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I just, there's a lot of unknown with the Bears. I don't, I'm not, I think Justin Fields can be, can be good. Yeah, I just third-string running back. That's what worries me, is they're just mm-hmm. so depleted offensively. I think their defense will have a good game. 
uh, but I still have the Packers winning 24-20, kind of in a, a late taking the lead there too i'm, going I'm down proud the of you i'm really you know i'm, I'm really proud. i had to listen to the head not the heart in this one um flipping over to my heart uh we'll be going to now the vikings at the panthers yeah your achy breaky heart <laughs> so this is a game that obviously this is a chance for the vikings to get back to three and three get back to 500 where we should already be past that but we can't change the, the past so Numbers here we are lie. uh some news came in dalvin cook's in CMC is out. He is out for another few weeks, another three weeks, um, as with his hammy. And yeah, and I think that's a big deal. That is. CMC is a big deal because the offense just looks completely different without him. Yep. Delvin is a big deal because the Panthers are kind of quietly the best defense in the league so far this season yep. against uh, the run. Yeah. They, and I, I don't think that Alexander Madison would have enough juice to to really, you know, make a splash in this game, whereas Dalvin probably does. Yeah, they the as you alluded, the Panthers' defense has al- allows the second-fewest yards per game, and they are very best in defensive third-down percentage. Yeah. They are a opportunistic defense. They take a lot of chances. They do a lot of blitzing. They try to capitalize on mistakes that they can force, and that's going to really come down to it. If... If the offensive line, as always with every Viking game, if they can hold up, and we have Derisaw, Christian Derisaw, our first-round pick at left tackle, making his very first NFL start at left tackle was, today. Was he hurt, or was he just no, down the depth well, he had he had surgery in the offseason. Oh, so he, okay. he's been working his way in on like field goal unit or extra point unit and got a little action last week mm-hmm. after um, Rashad Hill was getting bullied around. And so he is making his start. He looked very good in the snaps that he has been out there. Um, is, is Dakota still on the team? He's employed. He's still employed. Okay, good. He, I don't know. If, I don't. He, you know, he's still on the team. So is Drew Samia. They're not sniffing the field. Um, if they are, something we'll terrible about happened. Um, so my my keys to success here are just num- first and foremost protect Kirk Cousins. You give him time with Thielen and Jefferson, especially Dalvin being back. We should be able to move the ball. Um, if you give him time, he's going to find the guy open. Um, another key, not getting over-reliant on Delvin. I understand he's back, but this this cannot be a Cleveland Brown situation where, yes, he's back. Let's get him the ball. Well, so is, is this aimed at a certain coach uh, who you may or may not be on record saying plays too conservatively in the second half with small yep. leads? I, that's not even a hot take. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just fact. We need to continue – to move the ball, even if we're up, try just go for the jugular. If we have our foot on their throat, step down. Don't let them claw back in. Um, and then on defense, get pressure on Darnold. It is Sam Darnold, everyone. You get pressure on him, make him see some ghosts. He has struggled mightily in the last two weeks. In the last two weeks, and CMC he has left this office. He reverted back to Adam Gase Jets form. Yeah, the the Not carriage turned back into a pumpkin for Sam Darnold. Yeah. He threw three interceptions last week, two the week before. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if that trend continues, it's not going to go very well. And I think the Vikings defense may get to be very opportunistic today. Yeah. And and, and I, we're, Kevin's getting heckled I already here. got Kevin's one. getting heckled, which is great. Yeah. No, I, 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 I made sure to watch. <laughs> uh, and so for the Panthers, if, if you could make Kirk go off script, um, make him improvise, things usually work out better for your defense if you do that. Uh, you have to attack Breland. If if Robbie Anderson 
If Robbie Anderson has can a show up for day, the first time in the whole season. That's a bad sign for the Vikings. Obviously, yeah. DJ Moore is their focal point. Now that CMC's out, he's been very good, very, very reliable. But if Robbie Anderson has a couple of long touchdowns, that's not great for the guys in purple. Um, or I guess in white today. This this seems like a must-win game for the Vikings in terms of getting back to 3-3 three and three yep. because you have a pretty brutal we, schedule we have coming a buy, up. We have a bye next week, and then we have a absolute brutal gauntlet going end of October into November um, and through November. So this is our probably our easiest game in the next five or six. Yeah. So it's just we, we can reset the season back at 3-3. Three and three. Um, I feel pretty good about it. I had a weird feeling. But now that CMC's out, I feel a little better. I'm not really scared of Chuba Hubbard, but we have to stop him. Make him be a backup. Don't Ch- let him Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't let him be, you know, a game breaker for us. Uh, what do you have prediction for this? The prediction I have: Kirk will turn the ball over at least once. Oh. I think that he'll get sacked and fumble is probably the most likely scenario. Wow. Having said that, <laughs> I think the Vikings do squeak out with this one. I think you guys get 20 to 17 okay. on the road. Back to three and three, and then you get to lose your bye week next week. How about oh, you? All right. Uh, see, all right. I'm similar. I don't think the the turnovers will be there, but I do have Vikings winning this game 27-17. So similar on the side on the yep. defensive side, we should force a few turnovers here on Sam Darnold. I mean, if he has a great game, then we're not who we thought we were, or we are who we thought we were. If if it's you saying that, and so if you lose, where's the panic button? Uh. It's it's pulling it out. I'm putting it on the desk. So it's it's in view. It would be in view. It's within I, arm's reach. Yeah, it's okay. not like last week where if we lost the 0-4 lines at the time, yeah. I wouldn't be headbutting it. So uh, it's not as not as bad. Um, Are you guys going to make Matt Rule cry this week? Uh, that would be great. You guys could just get I a like streak of crying coaches. Yeah, that, hey, man, Jerks. whatever works. Whatever works. <laughs> All right, we're going to do that because we are about three minutes from kickoff here. Um this has been a very special episode of uh, Third and Forever, a little live live recording uh, in front of a watch party here, even if you're brave enough to wear a Packers jersey. Uh, I love it, though. You're leaning into it. Uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Just search 10K Takes. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok, at third underscore forever, 10K. Uh, where we post our episodes each week as well as clips, memes, content, whatever you want. And as well, you'll see content from me and Kevin's own personals on there. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, that's your final words from here at Big Wood Brewery in White Bear Lake. I'm Shad Bateman, Skyuma. Skyuma.